someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves. Ooh, brother, the cream rises to the top. If you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, I am Antonio Brown's discarded jersey, and I am joined, as always, by North Dakota State's worst nightmare, the MSU Bobcats. How's it going, buddy? I sure hope that's true. I sure. I do, too. I do, too. Oh, the national championship right around the corner. I'm going to be there in person in Frisco, Texas. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's going to be a great day, great game. Um, that's what I'm going to keep telling myself until I'm proven wrong. Exactly. And you want to know the best part about it? What's that? Is this morning here in uh, lovely Bozeman, Montana, it was negative four degrees and snowing uh, like a SOB. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Frisco, Texas on Saturday, it's going to be 63 and sunny. I'm jealous, man. It's You're going to have a great time. Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. <laughs> but uh yeah so that was my introduction your introduction antonio brown's discarded uh jersey you want you want to start diving into that as the resident bucks fan there's a lot yes. back there yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah so obviously we're just i'm justin he's jared um i do realize like we've got yeah, like five noticed. core listeners um i'm always i'm worried now that like we're gonna get a new person they're gonna be like who the heck are these guys we're gonna lose them in the first 10 seconds <laughs> yep um so yeah on sunday january 2nd the buccaneers the tampa bay buccaneers my favorite team super bowl champions world champions defending played, champions. yeah defending world champions played the new york jets <laughs> Ooh are not the defending champions who are not the defending champions who it would not be a stone's throw away to say terrible abysmal possibly the worst team not named the jacksonville the lower 48 states not um jacksonville jaguars yeah 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 okay anyway anyway bad team we were losing to them because (laughs) why wouldn't we be losing to them um Made a comeback, won the game. Don't worry about it. But member of the team, wide receiver Antonio Brown, who, quick recap, star player on the Steelers until he wanted out, was supposed to get traded to the Bills, muffed that up, went to the Las Vegas, at the time, Oakland Raiders, um, made it through most of training camp, during which time he threw a hissy fit about his helmet until he got, like, a custom-made one, I believe. Um, got frostbite and showed everybody his nasty feet and then got cut calling Mike Mayock, I believe a cracker. Um, and, uh, following that little tenure with, uh, the Raiders went to the Patriots where he played one game against the Dolphins, had a good game actually, uh, until he was let go by the Patriots because of multiple sexual assault charges. Not like Deshaun Watson level, but like he showed up like naked to an artist's house or something like that. I I don't exactly remember, you know, unforgivable bull crap. Um, Also, like didn't pay a bunch of people like he didn't pay his chef. But going on when he was able to come back in the NFL. Buccaneers picked him up on the recommendation of Tom Brady, who has a fairly good relationship with Antonio Brown. Things were pretty quiet last year. Made the Super Bowl run. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Awesome. This year, mostly good to start. Then some rumblings. He faked his vaccination card. Um, There's a little bit of drama about that. And then... During this game that I recapped earlier, when the Buccaneers were making a comeback to win the game, Antonio Brown took off his jersey, his pads, his shirt, and while our team was on the field playing, ran across the Jets' end zone, 
into the tunnel and left the game while giving the, the crowd the peace outside. Um, at the time, I was watching the game live, and I was like, what the heck is going on? At the time, I thought, like, he wanted to go in. Bruce Arians wouldn't let him, and so he threw a hissy fit and left. Come to find out, that's exactly the opposite of what happened. Bruce Arians wanted to go in several times, and Antonio Brown said, hey, my ankle's hurting, my ankle's hurting. So Bruce Arians said, I'm sure he said it very tactfully, um, knowing how not crass Bruce Arians is. He's a very crass person. It's, it's very sarcastic. <laughs> but he told him, okay, you're done for the day, which I'm assuming, like, fine, you're done. Um, which Antonio Brown acted like a mature adult in that situation through a tantrum, leaving the field. Um, now, obviously, Antonio Brown, as we've learned from my quick recap and, you know, years of experience, is not a mentally stable person. He clearly has issues. Uh, he was court mandated that he had to see a therapist and take medications. So there could be underlying causes here. We don't know. Um, but in his post-game press interview, uh, Bruce Arians said he's no longer a buck. Uh, as of right now, he's not actually been officially released by the team. He's on the uh, injured reserve under with a personal issue. So I don't know exactly what's happening. Um, there's been some news come out that he was still having trouble with his ankle and some of his friends told him to go to a doctor outside the Bucks organization um, to get checked out. And there might be more with that. I don't know. I don't know what the full situation story is. It's still kind of unfolding, but uh, as of right now, I'll give you my thoughts. I think Antonio Brown is a, you know, he has mental issues that seriously need taken care of, but I think he's got too much money and too much clout that he probably won't get them because I think he thinks, well, look what I, they're just saying that to keep me down or, you know, F the haters, whatever. I don't think he's going to get that help. I think he has ruined his NFL career. He was one game away from potentially getting his um, contract bonuses. He needed to do like get like 55 yards and a receiving touchdown to get about a million dollars in in bonuses. Um, I think he's you know done himself a great disservice. Um, I do hope he gets the help he deserves, but I actually, and that kind of what Tom Brady said, and I actually uh, do feel kind of bad saying that. Um, YouTuber Brandon Perna that runs That Good Sports did an episode about this, and he raised a very good point that I actually agree with. Um, the team has said like openly, like, he's our friend. We want to make sure he gets the help he deserved. None of them spoke up when, you know, he's – was accused of sexually assaulting a woman or with sexual misconduct. None of them said, you know, I hope that she gets the help that she deserves or anything like that. So it is kind of, I do feel kind of, you know, bad saying that, but I do hope, you know, that victim gets the help that she deserves. I know they settled last year, but I digress on that point. Um, no, it's a, it's a very messed up situation. It's very messy. And I feel like everything with Antonio Brown always is. Um, it's I, I, I feel like it was just coming. I know I've been fairly happy with how he's acted over the past year up till this point. Um with his tenure on the Bucks. I was very worried about it going in. You can go back to the episodes about it. Um I believe at the time I called him a locker room cancer. Uh and as as far as his time with us, he hasn't been that bad, but I hope there isn't anything that's trying to get settled. I, I, I think we just need to cut him, even though it might be detrimental to our playoff run. Because he is a good receiver, and we are down Chris Godwin. But at this point, if he comes back, it, it with Bruce Arians already saying that he's out, it shows a lack of strength, a lack of, uh, you know, a lack of command of the the team on his part if he says that and then lets him come back and again previously when he said that Antonio Brown's had a very short leash and has kind of let him get away with more than 
he's let on. I think a lot of that's been sway from Tom Brady to let it go. But, yeah, the situation's still developing, and I'm sure this isn't the last we'll talk of Antonio Brown. Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't – honestly, I don't think it would be any more detrimental to your playoff run here to uh, – I think it actually might be more detrimental to keep him on your team, quite honestly. I know you're down Godwin. I know he's a talent, but uh, oof, man, this is a distraction that no team wants any time, but especially this time of year when the playoffs are about to begin and, you know, every little thing can make a difference in a game. And I mean, yeah, I don't, I agree with you. I think they just need to cut him. Um, and I, moving on from that point, I don't think another team should pick him up for any reason until these mental health problems are uh, addressed because it's clearly not doing him any favors being in the league. You uh, very beautifully bullet pointed all of the issues he's had with other teams before this. And I am kind of with you also, whereas I, I hate to put it in these terms, but this entire time with the bucks, I just was kind of waiting. It was only a matter of time before yeah. something happened. Um, I didn't quite think it would be, uh, literally quitting in the middle of a game um, and waving to the fans on the way out through the end zone. But here we are, I guess nothing should surprise me with the uh, old AB, but yeah, that was a bizarre scene in New York. It really was. I, uh, I didn't see it live like you did, but you told me about it. And then of course, soon after all the videos were popping up on social media, all the pictures, all the fan videos from the stands. It was a weird, weird deal in New York. Um, and I don't know, man. I agree with you also, whereas if you guys don't release him, which you haven't yet officially, uh, it does kind of make Bruce Arians seem like not a man of his word. I mean, he, he made it pretty clear in that post-game press conference after that game that he was no longer a buck and that he was done. And here we are Wednesday evening, the time of recording this. And uh, as far as I know, he's still on the roster. So mm -hmm. I think for a lot of reasons, they need to let him go. Um, I think for his own good, they need to let him go, honestly. And if he yeah. kind of gets it, like I said, I hate to say it this way, but if he gets blackballed from the league a little bit right now, that might be what's best for him. Um, make him face some of these demons he's uh, dealing with. And yeah, you hope he gets the help he needs, but uh, ultimately that's going to be a decision that only he can make. And I kind of agree with you also, sadly, that I don't think he will, you know, just to, he's a very prideful individual. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I just don't see it going that way. I hope I'm wrong, but um, I, and I do think for the record, I do think you guys will release him. Um I think what's going on right now more than anything maybe is Tampa Bay is just holding on to his player rights um, in case some team out there is lunatic enough to try to trade for him at this point. I don't know who would, but uh, you know, they still hold his rights and maybe that's all this is right now. That's kind of mm -hmm. all I think it is, but, and they might hold on to him until the end of the regular season, even before they let him go. But I, yeah, he will not be suiting up and playing for you guys in a playoff game is what I'm trying to say. That's not going to happen. I don't see a world in which that happens. Well, that's good. I hope that is the case. The only teams I could see it being silly enough to sign him are possibly um, the aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars, depending on who they get to with their head coach, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, potentially. Um, or potentially the Houston Texans, just because they're such a farce of an organization right now. What about, uh, what about Dallas with Jerry Jones? You think Jerry? I, I don't, I don't think Jerry Jones would go for that. I think Antonio Brown has, is, is too, too much of an issue for jerry boy to want to deal with jerry has a history of taking on uh divas but i don't know if we would classify what ab has done as being a diva or something beyond um yeah i, don't I, know. I think he's graduated beyond diva at this point uh, so speaking of divas and former diva wide receivers did you see that one terrell owens said that he would suit up and play for the bucks i did see that um, given the chance that would be 
interest. I mean, we've seen players come out of retirements to help teams out in playoffs before. Maybe not um, that long out of retirement, though. Yeah, no, that's um, yeah, that's quite a that's a stretch. Lead. It's it it's a it makes for a fun headline on a on a Tuesday and Wednesday is what that is. But I don't think that's going to happen either. <laughs> no. Shoot, try out Tim Tebow. Why not? He could probably play a wide receiver. He doesn't oh. have to block. Oof, oof. Shots fired. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. So, this episode is not sponsored because it never is. We're not that big. Not but yet. But it is themed. And the theme of this episode is Black Monday Spectacular. Well, it's not going to be so spectacular for some guys, but uh, no. our plan so, here on the, do you want to tell them? Well, I think for the viewers, the listeners at home, audience at home, friends, family, fans, let's explain what Black Monday is. Because many, some of them may not know. It's, it's, you know, if you're not super into the NFL, um, it's a term that you may not have heard before. You True. True. Uh, do you want to tell the good people what it is? So, I would love to. Black Monday is the is not like Black Friday. There's no sales. Um, Black Monday is the first Monday after the regular season finishes up, and that is the day that teams typically will fire personnel and, more importantly, head coaches. And some don't make it to Black Friday, as we've seen with one um, delinquent. Yeah. Oh, did I say Black Friday? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. um, so, some don't make it to Black Monday, like the delinquent Urban Meyer. Yep. Um, but coming up on this Monday, there's some heads that may be rolling. True. Um, sometimes they're very expected, like what's... Well, we'll talk about some of them here. We'll get to them, but yeah. Uh, but some of them can come as a surprise. There always seems to be one surprise mm-hmm. in, in every year. Um, true. And, and so what Justin and I have done for the episode this time is we have combi- compiled a list of every current NFL head coach right now. And we're going to go down the list here and we're going to just kind of talk about each one briefly and then mark them safe or fired come Black Monday. Give our predictions. So uh, we'll see how close to uh, true we are come next Monday. In fact, I might put this on Twitter, put it, put our lists on Twitter and how we predicted them, um, and then see how we end up on Monday, if, if that sounds good to you. <laughs> yes, that sounds great to me. Sorry, my, my mic was muted by accident. No, you're good. Uh, all right, so... Uh, if you're ready, without further ado, before we start, actually, do you want to do you want to put in the caveat that every team that has clinched a playoff spot so far, we can assume their coach is safe? Yeah, let's let's not worry with the clinch teams. Um, we've seen coaches get fired after playoff runs before, but yeah, we we, we yeah we won't worry about that right now though. We'll just say that every team who has a playoff spot locked up so far, their coach is not going anywhere. Yeah, not not on Black Monday, at least. True. That'd be a weird thing to do right before the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be the surprise. But, yeah, uh, yeah. all right, so let's start going down the list here. I've got it split up from uh, NFC and AFC. We'll go down the – you want to go AFC first? Yeah, let's go AFC first. All right, so in no particular order, uh, this is just how I put the list together. Okay. Uh, first, we've got Denver with Vic Vangio. Um. I think he probably should be fired. I agree with you, uh, but I'll let you go first. Um, I think he should be fired. I don't think he has done a good job with his time in Denver, but I think he gets maybe one more year. I think they're going to potentially give him the, the benefit of the doubt that well, I should have had Teddy Bridgewater. We were doing good with him, but then he got hurt. And so then we started failing and um, maybe an excuse that he didn't have a quarterback. But Denver's – Vic Fangio is not a right fit for Denver. Um, 
I don't think he's a right fit for a head coach right now either. But what yeah, are your thoughts, Jared? He, he hasn't done. I mean, he's 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 mediocre. You know, mm-hmm. that's I guess how I would describe, and that's how I would describe the Broncos under his uh, coaching. Mediocre. He's been there since 2019, and he doesn't have any accolades, any playoff berths to show for it. And uh, you know, sooner or later fans want to see results and Broncos fans are as uh, avid as they come. So I don't know. I, I, I think he should be fired and I'm going to go out on the limb and say, I think he will be let go uh, come black Monday. Actually. I know you said that you think they might give him one more year, give him one more chance here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think patience has worn out in Denver and they want to see results. And uh, I think that, I think he's getting the ax. Fair enough. I, I hope he does. For Broncos, for the sake of the Broncos, but uh, so is it safe? Or do we want to mark him fired or safe on our list? Let's mark him fired. Fired. All right. Uh, moving down the list, staying in the AFC West, Las Vegas. Now this is a weird one because they also have an interim head coach right now after the whole John Gruden debacle earlier this season. So um, uh, I, I I should we should have talked about this beforehand. Um. I think interim head coaches, we just assume are fired. I don't think they carry on. Um, okay. Well, so so that only applies to two teams right now, Las Vegas mm-hmm. and Jacksonville. And Jacksonville. So Daryl Bevel in Jacksonville and Rich uh, Visaka, I think that's how you pronounce his name, with the Raiders. We're going to mark them fired. Yeah. Uh, not fired for any doings of their own, though. We'll say that because they are just interim. That's They're filling a position right now until they can have an actual coaching search. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, moving on. We'll just stay in the AFC West. Uh, the Chargers, Brandon Staley, uh, they have not quite locked up a playoff spot yet. They can this weekend with a win over the Raiders. Uh, I think Staley's safe, though. The Chargers look really good this year. They've done really well uh, since drafting Justin Herbert. Uh, the, they were a team last year that, as we talked about, was so close to winning so many games. And, and Staley came in this year. He's a first-year head coach. And the Chargers are on the doorstep of the playoffs. Uh, they've looked really good for the most part this year. Um, and so I, I think Staley's not going anywhere. I agree. I believe Staley is safe. If this was his, you know, fourth, fifth year as a head coach, and he hadn't had the hadn't had to, bleh. if he hadn't gone to the playoffs or the team was playing how it is currently making major mistakes in several areas, I'd say he's probably fired that they need to find someone that'll clean it up a bit more. But I think right now he's getting the team right this year. And then next year, they're going to be going to be a lot better in those areas where they've had troubles. Yeah. So um, I, I personally would love to see the chargers actually make the playoffs this year. And like I said, they will, if they win on Sunday night, but uh, either way, I mean, it's been a really good season in LA um, and you don't, you don't fire your first year head coach after a season like this. It's just not going to happen. Even if no. they make the playoffs, uh, speaking of that game, though, did you hear the weird, the weird uh, scenario that if somehow Jacksonville beats Indianapolis earlier that day, if the Chargers and the Raiders tie, they both make the playoffs? I did not hear that. That's yeah, insane. So there's like people speculating that if Jacksonville upset uh, the Colts, that the Chargers and Raiders might just agree to play to a tie. So they both go to the playoffs. That would be wild to see. That'd be insane, but that wouldn't they get dinged for collusion at that point, right? Maybe, but I mean, they would just get fined probably. I they, I don't know. I don't think it would happen. I think they both don't like each other enough as division rivals, where they would just purposely try to spite the other to knock them out. But just the idea of two teams agreeing to play to a tie, it would be fascinating to see as a fan. Like, I wonder how they would do that if they would just like not give it their all, or if they would literally just take a knee for 60 minutes. That'd be amazing. Oh my gosh. The NFL would be so pissed. Oh man. That would be something else. Uh, anyway, weird little nugget right there with the charge. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving down the list, Kansas city, Andy Reed, he's safe. Chiefs are in the playoffs. Big reds. Yeah. Uh, stay in Andy, Andy Reed is safe. You know, since he's still going on the chiefs, they've had basically nothing but success. Um, you know, he's taken them to the Super Bowl two times, won one, lost one. Yep. That's uh, in in his, what, uh, five, six-year tenure now with the Chiefs? He's, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, no, he's he's he, yeah, like I said, he's safe. Uh, we don't even need to discuss that one. Yeah. Uh, the other one we don't need to discuss, just going down the list here, Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, Titans just won the AFC South. They're currently yep. the number one seed. They're in the playoffs. He's not going anywhere. Uh, and then AFC South again, Jacksonville, Daryl Bevel, we said interim head coach. He's probably not going to be the head coach moving forward, nope. but he's the guy right now. Um, and if you want to know what led up to him being the interim head coach, you listen to our episode from a few weeks ago. We jump into it in quite <laughs> detail. Uh, here's one. All right. Uh, Houston, David Culley. Um, man, this one's kind of tough. Cause I feel like Culley was brought in as a fall guy after the, after the, the, the there's no other word, but shit show for what the Texans were last year. After, after that, I feel like he was brought in as a fall guy. I don't think he was a guy that was really ready for a head coaching gig. Um, I think, I think he's fired. I think, I think he's fired. Really? Texans have been bad. Um, they've been poorly run Jacksonville and all that I feel has, and that whole situation has distracted from our has, has moved our lens from the Texans to them, but that they've still had their issues this year. They've been a, been a crap fest all year, maybe not quite to the extent they were the past couple of years, but they, it's still there. So I'm going to respectfully disagree. No. Uh, oh, okay. My bad. We're not allowed to do that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that David Cooley was dealt an awful hand when he got hired as the head coach of the Texans. And remember, this is just his first year. Um, and I know I agree with you. The Texans were a circus act uh, to behold this year in the NFL, no doubt. But – I think that they're going to give him a little more of a rope here than one season, especially knowing that uh, he didn't have Deshaun Watson for all the reasons that, you know, uh, they didn't, uh, he didn't have a lot to work with on that team. And, you know, I, the team was not good by any stretch. I'm not trying to say they were, but they did pick up a signature win, like a big, I call it a big time win when they beat the chargers a few weeks ago. Uh, that was impressive. Um, and I don't know. I think that they're going to give him at least one more year here to see what he can do with another draft under his belt uh, and see, I mean, there's really nowhere to go, but up for the Texans, I think. So I don't know. No, there, there's a down to go. <laughs> I guess you could say they could go. zero and 16. True. Uh, you could slip to Jacksonville levels, but I think that David Coley gets one more chance um, in Houston. I don't think they're ready to pull the trigger on him just yet, but I think I don't, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be the guy that brings this franchise, you know, into the light, but I think that he will, I think he'll be there next year. Fair enough. I respect your points. I don't, I respect your points. I, I see where you're coming from. I still think, you know, he was the fall guy for this year and they're going to look for someone different, but I wonder how often an NFL team has fired a coach after one year um, that a coach that did not have urban Meyer esque scandals. Um, just, um, the Cardinals did it just not that long ago. That's true. That's true. Okay. So what do we want to mark David Coley? Do we want to mark him safe or fired? Um, since we disagree. Just uh, mark mixed thoughts. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Moving down. Or, the or, or do we need to do a debate style where we have to have to agree on one? Oh, we might be here forever because you know. What? Fine. I'll 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 let you mark him safe. Okay. All right. So the next one we disagree on, we'll go with yours. All right. All right. If we disagree on one more. All right, moving down the list. Indianapolis, Frank Reich, he's safe. They're in the playoffs. Safe. Safe. Uh, I I yeah. like Frank Reich. I think he's he's an excellent head coach. He's done well with a team that seems like it's had a revolving door at quarterback lately. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. Uh, the Colts of the Colts are an enigma, man, and they're still consistently right there in the mix. So Frank Reich, you know, he's good to go. He's safe. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one for you. Uh, Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin. He's been there for so long. I. You got. I, he's safe. I. I. Think. I, I think he's safe. I do think that they should really consider maybe moving on from him, though. You know, the guy's never had a losing season in 15 really? years as a head coach. Yep. He's never wow. had a losing season. So, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, the Steelers as an organization have a long history of keep, keeping head coaches around for a long, long time. They mm-hmm. do not have turnover at coach a lot, uh, which is – I think a staple of uh, making them one of the most uh, historically successful franchises in the NFL. Now, right now, I don't know if I would say they're successful. Uh, they're fighting to keep any sort of playoff hope alive, but I don't think Mike Tomlin's getting fired on black Monday. I don't think Mike. Yeah, Tomlin's I, getting- I could see him maybe leaving. He could, yeah. he could leave after when, with Ben retiring, finally, he might be like, you know, I've, I've done my, time here and he's that's got, what I, he's that's got what his I'm rings there just gonna ring. say that uh i don't see mike tomlin being fired from the steelers ever i see him stepping away or i see them uh mutually parting ways i don't think he, i think he's done enough there as a head coach to deserve the respect of not being fired so we'll mark him safe i think he's you know whether he'll be the head coach there next year or not I don't know, but I think he's not going to be fired on Black Monday. True, 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 true. Okay. I got I to gotta remember this isn't just like, should they move on from him? Should they part ways? It's, it's are they getting fired? Yep, yep, yep. That's what we're doing here. All right. Uh, next, we have Cincinnati and Zach Taylor. He's safe. Safe, 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 safe. safe. What a like safe. safer than walking through a safe way. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he has had quite the season with Cincinnati. Uh, won the uh, AFC North for the first time since, what, 2015? Uh, mm-hmm. Bengals are back in the playoffs, baby. Uh, cook up that chili. There's going to be playoff games in Cincinnati. Um, Zach Taylor's not going anywhere. Dude, what a fun team to watch right now, too. Zach Taylor's done great with them. I, Man, uh, I – I know we were a little iffy on him last year, but – Yeah, man, I still disagree with his draft choices, but – he he's clearly smarter at it than I am because the Jamar Chase thing has worked out in spades for him. Holy cow! No doubt, no doubt. Um. Anyway, yeah, safe. Okay, how about how about the other boys in orange? Cleveland, Kevin Stefanski. I think Stefanski's safe. All things considered, I think most of the Browns' troubles this year have been due to COVID and injuries and and baker mayfield i people i think are pointing a lot of blame at him i think he i think he's still suffering the fact of his injuries and he's trying to play through it for the team's sake you know for uh you know trying to get to playoffs and i think that's that's hindered the team but you know he brought them their first playoff win in how many years just last year, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. That's a good point, yeah. I, I kind of for a second waffled on this one, and then I agree. Uh, yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Stefanski, he hasn't been there that long either. I think he's only been there since uh, last year, 2020. So, yeah. Was 2020 his first season? Yeah, he was hired by Cleveland last year. Um, so well, two years ago is 2022 now. Well, true. My bad. Uh, we're five days in. Uh, yeah. Um, um, actually, we're five days in. Yeah. No, you said five days. Yeah, I did. Anyway, yes, Stefanski's safe. He's not going anywhere. It was a down year in Cleveland, but uh, I don't know. I think that I think he's done a good job with the Browns. So yeah, he's now, no Freddie how, Kitchens. So <laughs> true. How about old John Harbaugh in Baltimore? Um. Is this the surprise fire of the year? It, hmm. He's another coach that I think 
has had a more or less successful run, but man, the Ravens these have, past couple of years, the Ravens have looked rough. They've underperformed big time. This this may be the surprise of the year. So we want to say that this is our surprise fire because I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, no, let's say this is a surprise for at least for at least the AFC. I, I, I don't think of any other ones like an other division that'd be a surprise, but I I, I can see it. It's- yeah, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't be uh, – I guess that's why it would be the surprise fire. I would not be shocked if he stays. Uh, there's plenty of arguments to be made for him staying because, I mean, he is one of the uh, premier – or has been one of the premier coaches in the AFC, and the Ravens were – a few years ago, like one of the teams to beat, man. This is a guy that's won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's won four division titles. He's got the Ravens there nine times to the playoffs, and he's won the coach of the year one year. But l- like we said earlier, uh, for a guy that's been with the Ravens since 2008, that's how long he's been there. Wow. Um, and as good as he's had the Ravens before in the Lamar Jackson era, you know, when they were supposed to be the next big bad boys of the AFC, yeah. they've really underperformed. I um, feel like he's almost in a spot where um, I have just blanked. Um, coach for the uh, Cowboys. Um, oh, uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. I feel like he's almost in, like, McCarthy's position his last couple of years with Green Bay. You know – a successful coach who's had a successful career, but is really underperforming with what should be a really, <clears throat> excuse me, really good team. Yeah, no doubt. That's a really good comparison, actually. Um, I don't know. Like, this would definitely be, like, a really big surprise fire, but I I can see it. Like, I can see the argument being made in the Ravens' front office why they would want to move on. Um and maybe not even fired, but maybe like a mutual parting of the ways where they're like, hey, we're going to give you a chance here to retire or, or step down so we can mm-hmm. hire someone else without it showing up as, you know, you being fired here. So I don't know, but I, I can see the Ravens wanting to go in a different direction after this. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like it, though. I like that being our surprise pick. So, yeah. Uh, all right, let, let's move out of the AFC North. Let's get through this last division here in the AFC. Uh, Belichick, of course, he's not going anywhere. You can't no. fire Emperor Palpatine from no. the death You can't. Uh, he, Belichick, at this point, I'm pretty sure will die on the sidelines before he retires. Right, right. Uh, all right, so we won't even talk about New England. Uh, how about Robert Sala and the Jets? Um. Obviously, the Jets have not been the successful story we thought they might be this year, but I think he's safe. He's a first-year coach. I think he's he's got you know his rookie quarterback to develop. I think they're going to give him a chance for for you know to to yeah, prove himself. Basically, I agree with you. I don't think Salah's going anywhere. There's so much upside to that guy. Where yeah, the Jets have had a pretty abysmal year, but. He, uh, I think give him a little time and the Jets can be, I won't say Super Bowl contenders, but they could be scratching for a wild card spot, a scrappy team. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm a Zach Wilson believer, you know, I am. Uh, so I, I think give him some time and the Jets are going to be in the mix and Robert Sala will be the reason why. So yeah, he's safe. Yep. Um, and then also safe is, uh, Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Uh, the Bills are yep. back in the playoffs, although they have not had the banner season we thought they would have, or at least I thought they would have going in. No, uh, if they had fallen short of the playoffs this year, which obviously they're not that close to falling short of them, but if they had, I think he might have been a surprise fire because yeah, they yeah. they've got some issues they've got to work out. I don't I don't think they go as far as they want in the playoffs this year, but we'll talk about that in another episode. True. Uh, probably next week's episode pre- previewing the playoffs. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, all right, last AFC team on the docket: Brian Flores in Miami. I think he's safe. 
Six, I think this is his third year, right? Um, yes, I believe so. Third he, or fourth year. He was Since hired he's got- in 2019, so this is his third year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bad 2019 season, bad first year. You know, he was definitely the uh, – because that was – was Adam Gase before him there? Was that Ooh. the year Adam Gase went to New York? Uh, it might have been. Let me check on that. But uh, that's sounds- well, – We're a good podcast. We really know our information. <laughs> right off the top of our head here, really doing our research. You know, I tune out a lot of Adam Gase knowledge. <laughs> I won't lie to you. Um, but I think Adam Gase was the head coach there. I'll check on that while you uh, make your point for Flores. So Flores comes in, definitely a get right year with the Dolphins. Um, struggles, bad year. They kind of start to do some good things there at the end of the year. The next year, you got Fitzmagic and Tua, and they're they're, you know, they're still not necessarily the best team, but they're doing a lot of good things. Um, you know, they were close to a a playoff berth, close to a wild card berth, I should say. Um, and then this year started off really rough, but they're they're still a team that is rebuilding and you know, they're, they're sniffing at the playoffs again. You know, they, they went seven straight. They just dropped their, uh, their last game, unfortunately. So they, they snapped the streak, but I think he's done a lot of good there. So I think he's safe. Yeah. And it was, so it was Adam Gase before him from 2016. I knew it, but um... he had that stink all over there. <laughs> I think he's safe too. I think Flores is safe uh, because the Dolphins had that incredible turnaround in the middle of the season. Um, Unfortunately, like you said, they lost this last week, so they got eliminated from playoff contention. But I think because they had that uh, incredible run there uh, from November on, really, uh, that that he is safe. Uh, If they don't have that, I think he's fired. I think if the Dolphins finished with like a – five and 12 record uh he's done but he showed enough in the middle of the season there that the team had fight the team has talent they can be the makings of something are there um so i think they want to give him a a full off season uh with that group to build on that group and to see what happens there so yeah uh i think he's safe too i agree with you yeah I think even if they had a bad record, I think he would still get one more year. The organization has shown that they didn't have faith in Tua. So they, they've kept sniffing around different quarterbacks that they might've chalked it up to like, Oh, Tua was a bust. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. All right. NFC time. Uh, NFC start. We'll start at the top. Uh, Your boy, he's safe. Cliff Kingsbury. He's got the Cardinals in the playoffs. He's not yep. going anywhere. Uh, also safe, I think, is uh, Sean McVay with the Rams. Also in the playoffs. Also looking, in the playoffs there. We, yep. Looking to win the division. They're not going anywhere. Now, staying in the NFC West, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. The 49ers have not clinched a spot yet, but they can. Um, they're close. I don't think they move on from Shanahan. Um, although he's not as safe as a McVay or Kingsbury would be, I don't think. But he's done enough there. Uh, He's got a team there that's a playoff contender. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but uh, I think he's safe for this Black Monday anyway. I think he's still pretty – even – I think he's a lot safer than you might think. Um, And I think you might be – biased by your 49ers hate just a little bit well i promise it's not that because i like shanahan i do um yep. and you might be right i might be but yeah. look at their past couple of years since like even leading up to their super bowl run sans that super bowl run year look at the injuries look at what they've had to cope with you've had jimmy jesus going out you know, left and right with season-ending injuries prior to that. They were rocking Nick Mullins for like a whole season who 
mad respect for Nick Mullins. I think he's an awesome quarterback. Um, one of the best backups in the game, but not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Um, and then, you know, the last couple of years they've had, you know, the freaking game in New York where they had half their team get injured. True. That's true. They've, they've been dealt such a bum card. Yeah. That, um, and you know, right now when, when they're healthy, you know, both of us don't think so highly of Jimmy G, but you can't, you can't help but admit he's been playing good football this last half of the season. He's been playing exceptionally well. There's, there's been pockets of, you know, like, uh, that we've, we've, you know, talked about and acknowledged before, but he's been playing well. Um, and so I, I, I think he's pretty safe anyway. That's, that's, that was my long winded way to get there. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I agree with you. And he's probably safer than I let on earlier. So he's safe. Uh, Shanahan's not going anywhere. Uh, let's, let's do it. My boy, Pete Carroll in Seattle. Um, I don't think they fire him. I think they say, Hey, why don't you, why don't you step down? Because we're going to go in a different direction, but you've done enough for our organization where we're going to give you that. So I don't think Pete Carroll will be there next year. I kind of hope he's not, as I talked about at length in an episode about a month and a half ago, but um, I think Pete Carroll is gonzo one way or another come black Monday. And I think it needs to happen because Seattle um, really up until this last game against Detroit, that didn't matter uh, has not looked good. And to only look good against Detroit is not saying a lot. No offense to Dan Campbell and the boys, but uh, Seattle is just time for a change. And so I think that time is now. And I think Pete Carroll is out the door this off season. That's uh, my, my pre- prediction. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. I think they go for the, you know, we're parting ways or Pete Carroll's retiring or something along those lines. But I, I could see him being, you know, maybe there's some animosity there. Or animosity, animosity. There's some, there's some bad feelings, some bad blood running there. Maybe, maybe they do fire him. I could see him being maybe a bit of a surprise. Well, and if they fire him, I think it'll be because there'll be an ultimatum placed in the hands of the front office where it's either Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson, and who do you think they're going to keep? <laughs> so probably Russ. Yeah. Yep. So I think Pete's gone. You think Pete's gone? For the sake of our predictions here, we'll mark him as fired. But again, yeah. kind, of, kind of like probably, with, probably mutual. Yeah, kind of like with Harbaugh, maybe like we were talking about. Yeah, but. exactly. All right, uh, let's move to your division next. Then uh, Sean Payton and the Saints. You know, I said I didn't think of another surprise, but oh man. No, he got the Saints to the playoffs last year. He's got such a tenure with him. I think he's safe. I don't know that he should be, though. Um, but I, I digress. This this might be my 49ers. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I agree with you, though. I think he's safe, and I think just because of his history there in New Orleans, he's safe. Um, and I don't know, like it's uh, the saints are weird right now. The saints are just really weird right now. Odd team, uh, from personnel to just everything. They're kind of in a weird flux limbo, uh, position at the moment after drew Brees. um, you know, they're trying to figure life out now and, I don't know. I think Sean Payton's their one constant, so they don't want to get rid of him. They don't want him to go anywhere. Um, he knows how to build a Super Bowl caliber team, as we yeah. know. So I, I, think, I do think they're kind of fooling themselves. I think they need to go into kind of a team rebuild, but they're trying to string what they've had from these playoff contention teams. And yeah. I, I don't think it's working. Well, I think they want to rebuild too. And I think they want him to do the rebuild because uh, he's done it once. So I think that's what it is more than anything. So, yeah, I think he's safe also. 
we'll we'll keep him we'll mark him safe uh and then let's go down the list tampa bay bruce arians obviously safe uh i'm sure you don't disagree i don't disagree (laughs) all right how about matt rule in carolina um i think he's safe it's only his second year the Panthers haven't been abysmal. They haven't been good, but they haven't been like Jets bad or Texans bad or yeah. Jags bad. Although, um, did you hear what the Panthers owner said like last week about the seven-year deal they gave him? I did not. He said that he was embarrassed that he gave him a contract like that. Oh, maybe That's- he's fired. Oh, man. I don't know if he's fired either. Uh but that's not what you want your owner to say about you. <laughs> that's a, that's a rough one to swallow. Um, I think he's safe though, just cause he is a first year guy coming out of college, uh, trying to make the adjustment. I think they'll give him he's a little a second year guy. He, he coached last year. Did he really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Riverboat Ron's been that's true. In Washington two years. My mistake. Good catch. Uh, Ooh, since he's been there two years, I almost want to lean fired now. I was kind of operating under the assumption that he had only been there one year. I might flip my vote to fired, honestly. Yeah, I I could get behind either way, honestly. I I think he's safe because he's only been there two years, but with that comment from an owner. That's rough, man. I'm I'm fired. I'll, I'll go fired too. With that comment, uh, you've swayed me. Okay. All right. He's out. Uh, all right. And then a guy who I know is a first year guy, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Hmm. Atlanta. I'm saying safe just because he's a first year guy. Yeah, yeah. Safe due to first year, but man, Falcons bad. Yeah. Poor Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they've got Kyle Pitts now. They've got something. All right, here, here's one. The surest prediction we're going to have in the whole show, maybe besides Belichick being safe. Uh, the surest fire we're going to have in the whole show, Matt Nagy in Chicago. God, he should have been fired midway through the season. I he mean, they've fired at the end of last year, dude. They've essentially said after the regular season, he's done. I mean, reports have come out and said that. So it's not a stretch to say he's fired. Um, he's going to be fired, all indications say. Um, and like you said, it probably should have happened about two years ago, at least. Yeah. So Matt Nagy and the Bears, no more. Well, I mean, the thing is, he he had up and up. That well, And I, I, again, yeah. I was like, it makes you wonder, like, was Mitch Trubisky actually better than we thought he was? Yeah, it's a head scratch. Um, but ever since the double doink, it's, it's, man, it's like he got the yips for coaching. I swear. He like he, he just coaching. he he's crapped the bed. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, he uh, it does not take a rocket scientist uh to see that the Matt Nagy experiment in Chicago has failed. Um and it's just failed in a weird way is all. I mean, they've made the playoffs a couple times with him like we were talking about. Um but yeah, ever since that Philly game a few years ago in the wild card round with the double doink, man. They've not been able to recover from that. And I think it's, I mean, obviously they think so too, if these reports are true, that it's time. So he's out. Uh, That's a pretty safe bet that he's going to be fired. All right. Uh, How about Minnesota and Mike Zimmer? I think he's out. I I think so too. I'm glad you agree with me there because I didn't know how you were going to go on this one, but uh, I also think he's fired. He has been there long enough. And the Vikings have uh, really only had one, I would say, truly good year to show for it. That year they yeah. went to the NFC Championship against the Eagles. But well, and 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 looking at it, they've been close in games, and they've just screwed themselves. And and it's not the play. Like I am not like the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, but he's had he's been pretty good. Like they should have been winning some of these games. They just have been stupid. Yeah, with with the coaching. With the play yeah. calling. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So uh, I don't really have anything else to add to that. I think Zimmer's just had chance after chance after chance, and the Vikings don't deliver, and it's time. So I, yeah. I, uh, he's gone. And we're going to talk about him in a second, but after this, you're like, 
the way the teams respond to a coach, my, my example right now is Dan Campbell. Well, let's say when, when the next one, so let's say, well, okay. So I think Dan Campbell's safe. He he's got the team to the point where, you know, arguably these guys that should not necessarily be, you know, first string guys are playing pretty darn good football. You know, they got a couple of wins under their belt, one against the Vikings. Right? I'm not I'm not messing that up. No, no, yeah. Okay. They, think, you you were silent and I was like, uh-oh, oh, am I well, going to no. get fact checked? <laughs> no, the Lions did not beat the Vikings, I don't think. They tied they, the Steelers and they beat Arizona. I thought they beat the Vikings too. Do they have two wins? I thought they did. Oh gosh. Man. Why are we so bad at this? <laughs> uh, let's check. I thought they only had one win, but uh but, oh, yeah, they beat not, the Vikings. Right. Okay, all right. I'm not crazy. You're right. That's my bad. That's right because they beat him on the last play. Yeah, but, but as as I was going, um, yeah, because the Cardinals are their second win. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I I apologize. So looking at these two teams in comparison, again, Dan Campbell, his locker room presence, his, you know. Admittedly, he is not the greatest head coach. His play calling lacks. He definitely needs to find some better offensive coordinators, but that team wants to run through a brick wall for that dude. If you look over at Minnesota, the the players I just feel like are uninspired. And that as a coach, you should be trying to get the best out of your players, and I just don't think he cares. Yeah, everything's gone stagnant in Minnesota. That's um, a great word for it, stagnant. So, yeah, Zimmer out, Campbell staying put, uh, and the Lions are going to have another good draft pick this year, so he's going to have another uh, superstar caliber rookie, yeah. hopefully. Uh, and, good, again, uh, like, look at their first win, the way Jared Goff reacts, the way the whole team reacts. Jared he, Goff runs over and, like, jumps up and hugs Dan Campbell and – even when they didn't win, like when they came so close and lost on that field goal to Baltimore, like Campbell mm-hmm. was crying in the press conference, man. Like, he yeah. And it's it. not like, Oh man, I'm going to lose my job. Cause the team played bad. He's like, no, he's like, it's, it's hard to watch these guys work so hard and get so close to yeah, you know, have it taken away. Yeah. He cares. He's a guy that gets it. He's a guy. Dude, that- I, I just, I am such a huge Dan Campbell fan too. Yeah. I like him. I, I like hope him. he doesn't do anything to spoil that. Right. All right, so he's safe. Let's get to the last division here and wrap this thing up. We've got Mike McCarthy in Dallas. He's safe. The Cowboys are in the playoffs. They've won the division. I don't think – And I am actually really surprised with how good he's done this year. Yeah, they didn't have the hard knocks curse, man. It seems like every team that gets put on hard knocks in the summer has a bad year, and the Cowboys kind of bucked that one this year. So uh, McCarthy had a great year with Dallas. He's safe. How about they got it out of the way the year before? True, true. How about Riverboat Ron with the uh, the football team who's going to announce their new name here in about a month? Did you hear that? I did not hear that. Yeah. I knew it was coming, but February second, they're going to announce their new name and logo and all that. So anyway, uh, that's a topic for another time, just because we're running out of time. But uh, what do you think of Ron Rivera with Washington? Um, he got him into the playoffs last year, even though it was kind of an accident. Uh, it's the second year. Things were kind of thrown up into the air because, man, look at the quarterback situation the past couple of years there. Um, I think he's safe. Uh, I think he's a good coach, and I think, honestly, he's hampered by how screwed up the organization is honestly yeah i agree with you i think he's safe also um ton of respect for that guy and what he was able to do in washington last year um like you said the the qb situation has been sticky uh there's been a lot of flux so not really something you can blame him for i don't think they're gonna fire him although dan schneider is a complete and utter uh, words yeah there you go uh, so who knows, but I think he's safe. I think he's not going anywhere. 
Um, I think people in DC might riot if Schneider fired uh, <laughs> So how about uh, Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni? He's going to be safe, I think, because the Eagles are I, yeah playoffs. safe. So well, he he's also first year coach, right? True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty yes. sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. safe. Eagles are in the playoffs. He's not going anywhere. Uh, last one on the whole list. Fired. Joe Judge fired. Is that what I think saying? he should be. I think so too. Um, man. We'll mark him fired. Giants are kind of dumb though sometimes, so might be hanging on. Yeah, I think he's fired. Uh, I think I, the- I think him and uh, Danny Dimes should both go honestly. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think I think the Daniel Jones experiment has run its course. Yeah, I, I think I think Josh Rosen showed more promise than Dan, Daniel Jones ever has, and he got one year. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you. I really like Daniel Jones, but man, you can only give a guy so many chances. And yeah, I don't know. So yeah, Joe Judge, I think he's gone. So final totals for us in this little uh, experiment we did. We have four AFC coaches being fired, but two of them, remember, are interim head coaches that we just think will be uh, moved on from after this season. Uh, the, the ones we think actually getting fired, uh, Vic Fangio and maybe John Harbaugh. That's our surprise one, uh, our, our shocker pick. And in the NFC, we've got five coaches being let go. Pete Carroll in Seattle, however that would go, whether it be fired or moving on or whatever. Then we've got... Matt Rule, Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, and Joe Judge. So that's nine coaches total that we think are going to get the ax come Black Monday. Odds are we'll be wrong about some of these, and there'll be some that we think are safe that might not be. So what if we're wrong on all of them? On all of them? On all of them. Somehow all those people keep their jobs. The interim head coaches in Jacksonville and Vegas become the head coaches. Oof. Yikes. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, we're not going to be wrong on Matt Nagy. I'm pretty sure. So, and that's the one that, if we are, I'm done. I I, I quit football. Okay. All right. Uh, you heard it here first. So, uh, before we wrap up, real quick, we got to do shout outs if you've got any. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first because I know you got one. Uh, this is going to be a weird shout out, but our, our buddy Alex is going to like it. I've got to shout out the Eagles, though, man. They made the playoffs. Uh, after we were quite harsh on them last offseason, and rightfully so. Um, but with first-year head coach Nick Sirianni, man, they turned it around. Uh, they're going to be a wild card. I don't know if they're going to win a game in the playoffs, but uh, I've got to give them some props and props to Boston Scott, their running back. Uh, he did everything he could for my fantasy team here in the playoffs this last week. It wasn't quite enough, but he did his part. So the Eagles are good enough. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go back to a shout out I've done before, but I'm going to shout out one Jared Miller for editing this podcast every single week, week in, week out, and keeping the intro up to date. Um, I, I listened to it and it had been a minute since I've listened to the intro and I didn't realize that you changed it again. Oh, and yeah. I didn't remember saying some of those things. <laughs> That's that's what I like, man. That's good. That's the the idea. It's about time I change it again. Honestly, I've had, I I keep the same one for like five or six episodes and then switch it up, and it's probably mm-hmm. about time to change it again. So we the, the one to, that oh sorry, go ahead. Uh, we just need to get more guests on first off. We haven't had a guest in a while, but yeah, teaser. We might have one or two next week, so we won't yep. uh, disclose that. But you probably won't be surprised by who it is. Um, yeah. And uh, we need to start saying more noteworthy things that we can work into those audio drops for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that I that made me laugh was November nuttiness. I did not remember that. Oh yeah, I uh, honestly I only remembered that one because I changed the intro out the week I said that because I was like, oh, that was kind of clever, I guess. I'm trying not to sound narcissistic when I say that. No, it, it was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, no. Forget March Madness. <laughs> I want November nuttiness. Yeah, so uh, intros. I'm trying to mix them up all the time. Thank you. Thank you for yep. the yep. All right, any call-outs this week? Yes. Okay. I do oh. have a call-out. Is it one Antonio Brown? No, actually it's not. <clears throat> um, 
It's one um Washington football team, not not the team itself, but management ownership. I've I've oh, called man. them out before too. They tried to kill Mr. Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, freaking stadium is such a piece of crap, dude. It's got sewage backing up railings falling my god have some pride get spend a couple of shekels to fix your facilities you idiots <laughs> oh fedex field is the worst venue in professional sports like no doubt about it it is so bad i mean thinking of the the turf and the muddiness in a few like about 10 years ago in the playoffs when seattle played Washington and RG three hurt his knee uh, because of that to, to this incident to, yeah, no, no, no. It's an awful stadium. It's real bad. So that's a good one. I didn't have one until you said that. And then I was reminded of that. So yeah. Uh, call out to uh, Washington's maintenance. And, and I don't know, it's not even maintenance. It's like you said, they just won't spend the money to upgrade it. So yeah. Um, and I'm sure. I'm sure they're trying to like con the city into building them a new stadium. Yeah. Um, but I think it's safe to say the expansion buddies will be boycotting FedEx field until they get their act together. Never been. And I'm never going. Well, you don't need to say that you've never been just say you're boycotting I, it. I've been by it. I I've driven. I've by. By. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, no. Anyway. Yes. All out to uh, Washington and FedEx field. Uh, anyway, that's all the time we've got here. So we're going to do a real quick wrap up. Uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of us, the expansion buddies. We appreciate you listening wherever you listen from, whether it be iTunes, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify, the can on a string, um, anywhere. We appreciate you guys tuning into us, uh, every week. And if you're a first time listener, I'm sorry, this was a lot to get through. <laughs> But we hope you stick around because uh, Justin and I sure enjoy doing this for you guys every week. Uh, and we, we publish for you every Thursday as we have been. We're going to be back next Thursday. Uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter, on Instagram at the expansion BU1. I'll probably be posting some photos from good old Frisco, Texas in the FCS National Championship this weekend while I'm down there on that Instagram. So check us out there. Um, and until next week, I've been Jared. That's been Justin. And never forget party like it's 1976.